and good afternoon, and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the late Patty Fink, who almost forgot to bring our guest. She almost did. <laughs> but it didn't. No. She had to come back for me. <laughs> Slowed down. Open the door. And you went sliding into the car? Well, yeah. It's kind of a little car. You can't really slide into it, but yeah. And happy Mardi Gras, everyone. Well, thank you. Happy Mardi Gras to you, too. Well, Mardi Gras is technically Tuesday, but... Yes, but here in Dallas uh, and at KNON, the annual gumbo party is today. It's today. Today at Poor David's. We've been many times. It's very good. They have lots of good versions of it. JB and the Zydeco Posse will be there. There's going to be a gumbo cookout. It should be a lot of fun. So do you know the difference between a Texas two-step and a Louisiana two-step or a Cajun two-step? No. Texas two-step, you dance, you slide, you mm -hmm. know. Have you ever been two-stepping? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you slide, right? Mm-hmm. It's more like a waltz. In Cajun two-step, it's all on the balls of your feet. You're, you're constantly up and down. So you're, you're like, hopping to jump around and do your moves and twirls and stuff. So that's the biggest difference. So There's you, your factoid for the day. Do you insist Patty does the Louisiana two-step with you? I, I don't insist Patty does anything. <laughs> It's good probably answer. a good choice. <laughs> well, let's just let's just ask the field. Lauren, do you insist Danny does anything? Mm, I can't think of anything. <laughs> no. That's why we're in relationships. <laughs> I guess that's Still. what I got wrong. <laughs> uh. Well, um, I mean, it was just Valentine's Day, so there's your relationship advice for the day. Yeah, Valentine's Day, not a good day for me. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, because yeah, Day Brian and I met. Yeah, yeah. Day John and I met. Yeah. John? Who's John? My f boyfriend from college. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, um, if you read the news today, you saw that a Dallas police officer was arrested. Uh, it was Allison Brockford who was a guest on our show sometime in December. Yeah. Um, arrested on DWI. Not much we can say about it other than we wish her well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of that going person. around. So. Yeah. There have been yeah. a couple of elected officials lately, too. So. <laughs> it's. Yeah. People need to be more careful. Yeah. And a shout out to our, our former president. Um, who has oh, just yeah. moved into hospice hospice at home and um well i just admire him so much yeah, just so much have you ever met jimmy carter no i haven't i, I have I, I, when he was governor okay tell us about your experience oh i was a kid him. little bitty kid but my dad knew politicos and uh he was in georgia on some well i'll just say it it was a living history thing and uh, Jimmy Carter, as governor, came out to the to the site, and he made me an honorary colonel in the Georgia militia. Ah. So, I have a certificate and everything. <laughs> Are you still a? a I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know if there's if it expires or what. But I have. The I think you're AWOL. Yeah, probably. I haven't shown up for duty <laughs> in a long time. So, but I did meet him then, and then. My my uncle was in the FBI and stationed in D.C. and I got to meet 
Ford at that time, and it was kind of during the transition between mm -hmm. Ford and Carter. So, I met him here uh, in the 90s sometime. Mm -hmm. uh, I was representing my school for the swearing-in of the new president at Texas Wesleyan University uh, in Fort Worth, mm -hmm. uh, and Jimmy Carter was the speaker. Oh, nice. And, uh, and I'm saying it was the 90s, it was probably the 80s. I got to see him at a Habitat bill, but I didn't get to talk to him. He was... Okay, so a friend of mine went to Haiti to build houses with Jimmy and Rosalind. Mm -hmm. And his summary of the um, whole experience was, if you could choose which house to live in, you'd want to live in theirs. <laughs> <laughs> the one they built? Yeah. yeah. They, he said they were much better at doing it than uh, than I was. Yeah. Yeah, the, he's he's often been described as the best ex-president. He didn't mm -hmm. do a good job by many people's estimations as president, but he certainly lived by his faith and creed and own co moral code as he, an ex-president. He was certainly one of the finest people to ever be in the White House. I agree. I agree. And, he, and by that, I'm not talking about policies. You can completely disagree with how he ran the country. Oh, yeah, he was um, just a moral man. He was just a good person. A good guy, and continued to be a good guy. And from the you know one minute that I met him, because there was a reception line, basically, yeah. is what it was after he spoke, um, just seemed to be a genuine, nice person. Mm-hmm. Who cared about people. And, you know, he was a nuclear physicist. A mm -hmm. lot of people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I remember it, the, uh, the show was brand new at the time. Um, Saturday Night Live had come out. And um, they had, I happened to catch in the summertime when I was here um, a skit where Dan Aykroyd played Jimmy Carter and they were doing a radio call-in show. And somebody called in about um, fixing their, you know, hot water heater, and he told them how to take it apart and how to do all this stuff. And it was, you know, like highly technical. But that's the kind of guy he was. I mean, he he had an enormous science background, believed in science, um, and such a difference from some presidents we've had in the in the past to deny science, you, deny science, <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, uh, with regularity and on big things. Uh, so it was refreshing in, in retrospect to have a president who was um, a scientist himself. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about him like he's dead. He's not yet, but we do wish him well. And he is, he is exiting as he lived with grace and dignity. So yeah. he's 98. Yeah, 98. Yeah, long, long, good long life. Long life. Good long life. 75 years married. Mm -hmm. Now that's some not insisting. <laughs> that's that's a lot of not insisting. <laughs> a lot. The two of them, I'm sure, were just partners. Yeah. I feel terrible for her. Yeah. You're yeah, a lifelong most, partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, they've been together longer than a lot of people have been alive, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, I remember when he first ran for office, it was kind of funny the way he gained support. I remember I was living in upstate New York at the time. And um, there were three or four really viable candidates. He was probably the least known of them, but viable, uh, because he had been Georgia governor. And uh, I just said to this friend of mine, who are you supporting this, this year? And she said, you know, I think I really like this guy, Jimmy Carter. And I said, you know, I've been listening to him, too. And I just 
think I like him. And as I've told that story over the years, other people said, yeah, I had that same sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my first vote for president. Was he? Yep. <laughs> but. <laughs> wow, we're old. <laughs> when he ran the second time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Still old. David did it the first time around. Still old. <laughs> Just less old. But that's how he gained his support. It seemed to be just one person at a time, one person talking to the next person and letting him know, yeah, it's okay that you support Jimmy Carter. He seems to be He's an okay guy. a decent, smart, okay guy. Yep. Hey, David, is it Pledge Drive? It is Pledge Drive here at KNON. <laughs> and uh, where's my Pledge Drive envelope? Oop. In the meantime, give us a call at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Jeremy's are standing by. I'm standing by. Jer- Jeremy's uh, are not cur- are st- currently standing by, but yeah. Patty's are standing Patty's by. Are standing by. Are standing by. We got a lot of people standing by. Love to speak with you. Take your call. Take your donation. You also remember, you can make a pledge on um, the web at uh, KNON.org. You can also make a pledge on Cash App. Dollar sign KNON Radio. Well, I didn't know that. That's new. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I'd like to thank some of our pledgers. Uh, Cynthia, who pledged during the last show, part of that is going to this show. Thank you very much. Um, Mike Lalonde, our oldest. Yay, And Mike. I don't want to say old. Uh, longest. Longest. Pledger. Consistent. And Laura, and Laura Cutler, um, also from way back in the day, still a listener. Thank you, Laura. Yes. <laughs> and Mary in Cedar Hill, thank you for pledging. Woo woo. So, and Candy, who was on our show last week, thank you for pledging. Yeah, thank you, Candy. Yay, Candy. Um, if you'd like to give us a call, the number is 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Our newest pledge premium is a red zip-up hoodie with black trim uh, and black embroidery. I know we've had to reorder it several times, so if you're ordering the black hoodie. It's the kind I like, too. It's like zip up all the way not a pullover and it's 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 a nice looking red it's easy to find patty now in the house when she's wearing it ah. you know so yeah because i put blend in with the furniture <laughs> well you know you're red the number is 972-647-1893 and uh one of the things when you do call here at KNON, you are calling directly to the studio, unlike those other stations that ask you to pledge and then send you off to a call center somewhere else. 972-647-1893. Jeremy is our call center. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wearing his KNON shirt. Um, am I the only one? Yeah, I am the only one not wearing a KNON shirt. No, I'm not. So... Oh, yeah. Well, I not. survived Snowvid 21. Oh, no, but there's a KNON Snowvid shirt, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, elections are coming up. They are. Uh, the May elections. May elections. Dallas is electing a new mayor, but looks like it's going to be the old mayor because he doesn't have anybody running against him. There's only, as far as I know, there's only two unopposed races. No, he does have an opponent, but not a, not a serious one. Was the opponent 
confirmed? Uh, that I don't know, but I saw they had filed. Jamar something. Jafar, Jamar, somebody I'd never heard of. So uh, chances are 99% that Eric will be reelected unless yes. something happens. Uh, Omar Narvaez, who's been on our show several times, uh, he has three or four opponents. Mm -hmm. Opponents. He, he always does. And one of them is Monica Alonso. She's uh, who he defeated originally. And who's run against him every year since. And she's run against him every year since. Chad West has two opponents. One of them is Mariana Griggs, the ex-wife of uh, former councilman Scott Griggs. Which is how I found out they were divorced <laughs> <laughs> when she announced for council. Well, isn't that a, something that she should have announced ahead of time? Well, well, you know, it's her business. Now, you ran for city council um, two times ago? Yeah, 2019. So So two elections two ago. Two elections ago, yes. Um, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, why, doesn't other, why don't other people step up and run for office? And, you know, when I say Omar has an opponent or a few opponents, good for them. Good for them for stepping up. Mm -hmm, absolutely. What does it take to run for office? Um, Where do I start? It takes a lot of personal time, for one thing. It's something you don't really realize at the beginning of it. You put your job on hold. I Yes, I took a leave of absence, <laughs> an unpaid leave of absence to do it. Um, some jobs will require you to do that, and you think, oh, well, I can keep working while I run. No, you can't. Not if you're going to do it right. It's such a compressed election schedule for May. Um, so I took an unpaid leave of absence. It does take quite a bit of money, hopefully not your own money, um, to do it. And that, that's not as jaded as it sounds, but to get your message out in a local race to a local constituency that probably has never heard of you. It's going to take some time and, and money to do that. Um, as God, this is going to sound like a humble brag, but I don't mean it to be. As well-known as I am in Dallas County, I was not that well-known in my own district um, because a lot of the work I've done has been at the city council or advocacy work before I started working for Commissioner Daniel. And now... You know, I know a lot of people on a countywide basis, but in my own district, they just don't pay that much attention to mm -hmm. that. Um, so, well, and you're known within the LGBT community. Yes, yeah, and and a lot of volunteer organizations and, and things too. So it does take it does take some time and money to get out there, and it's you know they you've heard them say retail politics. Well, what that means is going door to door and saying hello to every person who can vote for you, and that's. That's a lot of time and effort, you know, and you have to um, you have to be invested in the job to really do a good job at campaigning. You have to want to make a change. You can't just run because you think that you know it'd be fun or because you don't like the person who's in there. To me, I found that it really it really means more, and you will get a lot further if you have your own ideas about what you want to do when you get into office, because you, you frankly are campaigning every two years, and it, it's a compressed time schedule even when you're in, you know, if you do get the job. So, so you live in East Dallas. I what, do. What types of issues were important to you? And when I'm asking that, I'm thinking sometimes it's really funny that you see these politicians running for local office, and I want to do this about Social Security. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's another thing. Please note, 
please know what the job is <laughs> if you're running for the job. And, it, and secondly, be able to answer the question, and you'd be surprised how many candidates of all levels cannot answer the question, why are you running? Oh, well, dot, dot, dot. Okay, really? <laughs> and it's not just locally. I mean, look at yeah. Nikki Haley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the issues that are, that are important in East Dallas, at least the time I was running and still are, are environmental issues because we have White Rock Lake which is, you know, a huge jewel of the city, as they say. Um, but it happens to be in the district I was running in. But needs to be maintained. And needs to be maintained. It's a and Parks Department maintains the exterior, but we've not done such a good job of maintaining water quality. Um, homelessness is always an issue. Uh, you know, it really is potholes and street lamps and that kind of level of service. So did you come out for potholes or against them? I am against them. Oh. Yeah. You know, I used to say it's really the only job politically that you can have where, well, and it's not all that true, but, you know, hyper, hyperbolically, as they say, where you can pick up the phone and call your elected official and talk to that person, not a staffer, not a, you know, person. <laughs> you will talk to that person and you mm -hmm. will see them, you know, in the grocery store, you will see them you know get pumping gas you will see them everywhere and that they live in the community that they're serving so it's 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 really one-on-one -on -one retail politics i mean you know there was a person who called me and said hey i have somebody who's not really sure if they want to support you or not and i said let's go to dinner so i took them out to dinner you know that kind of thing it's like it's 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 fundraising fundraising and campaigning on a one-on-one -on -one level so did you have the support of patty Oh yeah, Patty. Patty was one of my first supporters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so well, I have to say I'm, I'm really, really proud of her. One of the things that is kind of a hallmark about District Nine, which she ran in, was that like the highest vote turnout in the city. Um, all the districts remarkably are equal in numbers of people and voters. Mm -hmm. um, not so about who shows up. My district lowest. Yeah. There are some some council members today who were there with let's say a thousand votes, mm -hmm. maybe twelve hundred. Oh shoot! John Lowe's used to get elected with like seven hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, in District Two, yeah, and and they all have allegedly like eighty nine thousand people in the district or ninety five thousand. Mm -hmm. Wow! And um, Aaron Aaron ran a, in a very competitive um, race, uh, made the runoff. Uh, in, a, in an election where about 10,000 people voted. And in the runoff, she lost by a mere 375 votes. Mm -hmm. And she garnered more votes than 12 people on the council did in yeah, the entire I, winning election. I lost with more votes than 11 people on the council won with. But anyway, wow, that was back then. But yes, yeah. so turnout is a huge, huge, huge issue. There's only one District 14, <coughs> and, and actually I think... 13 or 12 votes more than District 13. 9. Yeah. So Preston there's Hollow. So District 9, the, the district I live in, and where Paula Blackman, I, who was my opponent at the time, and I have to say is doing a really good job as a council person, um, it, which is largely why I haven't run again, you know. <laughs> well, and I was going to ask yeah. you, um, have you thought about running again? Um, it, Paula's doing a good job. I mean, it, it, 
to me, and this isn't the case for everybody who runs, to me it wasn't about me being in the office. It was about having someone in the office doing a good job. And I thought I could do that good job. And we would have done things a little differently, I think. But she's doing a good job, so I keep voting for her. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, I really did want to, I ran to serve, not to be in the office. We need so. to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis and the late Patty Fink. And we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. Hi, this is Candy Markham, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Listen. And this is Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. It is Pledge Drive, and the number to call to, if you'd like to call to the studio to make a pledge, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or you can go online to knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. It takes you to a page where you just need basic information, how you're going to make your pledge, uh, and you can see all the pledge premiums right there. Um, one of the things that you can do that would that is um, most important to any organization, especially a nonprofit like KNON, is to become a sustaining donor. Um, you can make a monthly donation on your credit card, your debit card, um, directly out of your checking account or your savings account. Um, you just need to give us a call, and we'll take a, some contact information from you so that someone from the studio can call you and and set it up or you can if you're using a credit card or a debit card you can do that with us online right now I mean on 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 the air right now not on the air call 972-647-1893 and we'll take your information over the over the phone or you can do it online yourself while we're on the air while we're on the air ah. I'll get my I'll get my words together so use your words Patty yeah, call. Call us now at 972-647-1893 to support the show, support community radio, and to make a difference. From Leon Bridges to Joshua Ray Walker to Erica Badu to Stevie Ray Vaughan to Pantera to Reverend Horton Heat to Nora Jones to St. Vincent to the old 97s to Charlie Crockett, famous local artists are heard on Kano N first. Uh, we play more... Hey. You know, I want to comment on that. Plus Lisa Loeb, who was on our Plus show. Lisa Loeb, yep. Uh, and this was one of the first shows that she uh, appeared on. Did she stay? <laughs> yes, she stayed. <laughs> okay, good. For the hour. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting golf claps. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you know who else was on our show? Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks when they were a house band at yep. uh, Sue Ellen's. Now just the, the Chicks. Babies. Now just the Chicks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were Dixie Chicks at the time. Though. I know. I said yeah. now yeah. just the Chicks. Now that, yeah, they are just now not as well known as the Chicks. <laughs> oh my god. Well, they're not better known as the Chicks. All right, Somebody moving on. Somebody say something. So, 972-647-1893 is the number that you can give us a call. Jeremy's are standing by to take your pledge. So so we were talking about local city council yeah. races, and enough about me. Just know that it's a, and, uh, it's a commitment, and it takes time, and you have to really want to serve your And community. what I was asking you about yeah. was not, oh, I did all these no, things. No, 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 yeah. But you did it. What yeah. goes into it is yeah. more what I was interested in. Yeah, it's and it's... It, you're not going to get rich on it either. I mean, I think it's what sixty thousand dollars a year now for 
which is way, way, way up from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be considered a part-time position, and actually, I think, technically still is, but uh, you were paid $50 a meeting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not a, you're not in it for the money. Um, well, mentioning money, you brought up a good point to mm-hmm. kind of answer your question, why don't more people do it, David? And that is, not everybody's able to take a leave of absence, a non-paid right, right. Lo- leave of absence. Right. Um, I could not. <laughs> I'm one of those who lives check to check. So uh, everyone not able to do that. So yeah, and you got to raise your own money on top of it. Yeah. So well, and as 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 supportive as you know my job was at the time, and having Patty as a partner supporting me, uh, you know financially, some she put me on her insurance and um, several other things happened that I was very privileged to have. It still took me two years to financially get back to where I was before I ran. So yeah, it, you got to know what you're getting into. And you know, there's always the crop of people that just put their name on the ballot and hope for the best. You know, <laughs> but if you're if you're campaigning, campaigning, it's it's a commitment. Um, but I th- I think it is important to note that there is a salary attached to it. Um, one of the things I think is so important is the the change that has occurred in the city of Dallas with regard to that. In the past uh, years ago, um, it, they were, all the seats on the city council were at large. Mm-hmm. And so everybody in the city voted for everybody. And guess what that came out to be? That came out to be a bunch of white people. All white people. On the city council. All rich and white people. Rich white people who could afford to take off meetings and go do the work mm-hmm. of being on the city council. And, um, and and then we moved to 14 wines. We have 14 districts and one mayor, uh, 14 equal districts uh, around the city. Um, and still it was $50 a, a meeting. Well, there are, I mean, none of us in this room could do that, $50 a meeting, and do the job. Yeah. Well, you need to be, you know, businesses in your district expect you to be there when they have a, a ribbon cutting. And you need to go to schools and you need to go to lots of different things. And there's just not time to do that with a full-time job. So moving to a salary, and first it was 40000 for a council member and then 60000 for the mayor. Mm-hmm. And then several years ago, they changed it to $60,000 for the council member and it's $80,000 for the mayor. So that's, I mean, it's an improvement, but somebody could actually live off the salary mm-hmm. while they do the job, which, which is, is really important. Opened, which has really opened up the the diversity of candidates as well. So I, I'm very grateful they've done that. Um, they've recognized that you know the city is not best represented by one monolithic um, race or you know socioeconomic status. I do want to talk about the District 10 race a little bit, though. That's Besides the Chad West Mariana Griggs race, which is going to be interesting, mm-hmm. District Ten is the one to watch because <laughs> it's well uh, in the uh, District One race. I want to see who Scott mm-hmm. endorses. <laughs> wow, you're so Wait mean. Guy, you're mean. You're just a mean man. Um, but District Ten is open. Adam McGue is is termed out and not seeking re-election. Right, because uh, somebody can run four consecutive terms. Right, and he and Casey Thomas are the only two that are They're both terming out. Um, but a quick point on that note um, is that you can do eight years to four to your terms, <laughs> go fallow as we say, sit out a for cycle, a year. and then come back and do it again. For two Sandy years, Sandy Grayson did that for eight another eight years. And Lee Kleinman, no, he didn't. No, no, Tenel Atkins did. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a number of people have done that. So we tried to talk Leon into doing it. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, but there there have been a lot over the years who've yeah. who've done the full eight and they they do something else for a cycle and then they come back and serve again, run again, and win and mm-hmm. and go. Mm-hmm. So we but may see more of Adam McGee in the future. Who we knows? may, we may. But the district ten race is going to be. Let's just say interesting. It's got a gentleman in it named Keith Baldeo, Keith Serrano Baldeo, who's run before, and he got thrown out of New Jersey. Do you know how hard that is to get thrown out of New Jersey? Um, he's very, 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 very extremist and right and right wing, right wing, and yeah. And then Chris Carter's also running in District 10, who was in the news for a while about the Confederate monuments and defending them, and he's also right-wing. So, so this could be interesting. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. We have had very few conservative members of the Dallas City Council, and I'm talking about extremist right-wing. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, now we've got two running in one race, so... Is there anybody else running in that race? Uh-huh. Brian Hasenbauer, um, who who I know personally, and then a woman named Kathy Stewart, who I've, she's a first-time candidate. I know literally nothing about her. So um, so there's at least two two good candidates, and hopefully the, the two Confederate statue-loving right-wingers will cancel each other out. <laughs> Let's hope. That would be a disaster, but um, how does that district? That district actually usually votes fairly conservative, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. it's a Republican district, but you know, there's sane Republicans in there, and then there are nonpartisan <laughs> races. And another thing that's interesting yes, about this this election is that the election day itself is on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's on a Saturday, May sixth, and it's on the same. May 6, 2023, that King Charles will be coronated on. No one cares about uh, that, Patty. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I'll have <laughs> to decide which to go is. to. Yeah, you have to decide which to go to. For sure. <laughs> well, one will be like at 3 a.m. and then, you know, the coronation. Well, I'll be asleep then. Yes. Yeah. During election day. And all of this is very inside baseball and wonky political stuff, if you don't take anything away from this except vote in city council elections. They matter. They matter more than almost any other election you can vote in. And as Patty stated earlier, the turnout is just abysmal. And and it's not just Dallas. No. You can go no. where Leron lives in Garland. And, and Garland, uh, they suck too. <laughs> you know, the turnout's bad. <laughs> I'm sure the needle went to red on that one, but yeah, it is funny. Um, you know what I mean? But it's sad. No, it you is. Know? Yeah, it, and it's just, I mean, these are the people that make a difference in your everyday life. Every day. I mean, these are the people that can get your. You right, know, had we elected filled. Aaron, we would have had more potholes. You, I am anti pothole. I've stated this clearly. Um, <laughs> So. She's pro repair potholes. Thank you. Laurent. I think she's pro pothole. Someone's listening. Um, well, just one example. Uh, this is pretty common over on us. We live on a very busy street that is not Northwest Highway, and there was a lot of drag racing cars on Northwest Highway, and they began policing that, and so they moved over and were um, among the streets were our street, and people were racing, oftentimes very drunk. 
um, driving up and down our street very, very, very fast. And in the course of about um, well, one night, we had four major accidents mm. on our street within about a two-block area. Mm-hmm. One of them was a car that ran into a house. I mean, at full speed, at speed. Yep. Boom, right into the wall. And that's not uh, the first time that had happened. We, so, had, we had about an accident a month at least that would run into a fence or a house or a person. We had one person hit. So uh, we had, there was a neighbor that had uh, a camera on the street and um, had video of all of these, these um, speeders and their accidents. And we had um, a community, sort of a, a neighborhood meeting with Paula Blackman, council member Paula Blackman, went over our concerns and we got some um some some speed stoppers we got stop signs we got um a lane uh, a parking lane designated on our street on both sides so that it's down to one lane of traffic going that fast <laughs> but but the, the fact they have to stop at a stop sign now has really changed it's changed life. everything and th- yeah, that's actually called a road diet, where you take a three lane down to two or a two lane down to one. And people were parking on the street anyway. This has just made it safer for people to park on the street. But what it's also done is provide like a walking lane when there's not contiguous sidewalks or a bicycle lane when there's, you know, it's, it's made the street a lot, lot Do you know safer. what makes uh, people drive slower on the street? Adding potholes. <laughs> That's true. It's a whole program, I it guess. It is true. Well, Dallas is doing a really good job of that then. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is, this is the person that you can talk to to get issues that you have or need. And you may think, oh, I don't have any needs. You know, I, I rent or I this or I that. Well, wait until, you know, a water main blows up in front of your house and you don't have water for two weeks or, you know, that's all city council mm-hmm. regulated duties so please 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 pick a candidate and vote you use the street the same amount if you own a house or rent exactly exactly so So. yes there's there's there are a lot of things that your city council person can do for you if you actually take the time and pick someone that you trust to do the job do you know what your city council person can't do for you what tell you to call in to knon because it is pledge drive actually they could if they were on the show so yeah, but it is pledge drive. <laughs> you call nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Make a pledge. Keep, keep, uh, keep K and O N and Lambda Weekly on the air. Um, what we haven't talked about though is the besides the pledge premiums that there's some cool ones is that we've had gay representation on the city council for a long time. Um, so that's that's been a bonus in Dallas that we actually get our community at the table you know what i thought you were going to say what we haven't talked about becoming a um canoen you're right we haven't talked about sponsor. becoming a sustaining donor so if you'd like to be a canoen elite music sponsor um every sponsor during this pledge can uh, sponsor a canoen psa announcement for a non-profit of your choice um canoen make a recording for you uh just another good cause that you select um, you'll be thankful on, on that recording. It will run for a month on the format of that you're supporting. So you drive this. Um, tell people about a good cause that you believe in and supporting um, good music and programming on KNON. You It must be a 501c3 and not a political or lobbying campaign. Um, your name will be on KNON, um, KNON's guest list for one year. 
You'll receive two uh, KNOA items of your choosing. You can put it on a bank draft or a credit card for just $41.67 a month. So that's, that's, that's really nice. You want, a lot of people won't even miss that. Exactly. And it's you and a guest, I believe. It's you and a guest, yeah. yep. So you and a guest people. on the list. Mm-hmm. The goal is to get back to our pre-pandemic 40 events a year. Yep. So 40 events, divide that out into your $500 donation you're paying almost nothing, especially when you consider most of the events include food, like today's, like today's uh, Kano and Mardi Gras gumbo party. Gumbo. Uh, at Poor David's Pub, and that's, yeah. Well, that's, mean, that's when Patty and I used to go to the gumbo party when we were elite music sponsors, and it, it, you literally just walk in, your name's already on the list, they check it off if you walk in, and the gumbo's really good. And that's from a native New Orleanian, so... You should go. You should become an elite sponsor. You get unlimited KNON music events, and you're right, a lot of food. Why don't we take our break, and then we need to talk about uh, what the legislature is threatening to do. Ugh. I'm Christina from the Owens, and I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. <laughs> See you there. And this is Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. It is Pledge Drive. Uh, We're coming up toward the end of Pledge Drive. Our show has not made its goal yet, so we do uh, need you to give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or easier, uh, just go online to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and it'll take you right to the page where we need just just basic, simple information. And everything, everything that you're able to to pledge to and to to donate to um, KNON keeps KNON on the air, keeps Lambda Weekly on the air. We have expenses every month that are um, are significant. They're not overwhelming, but they are significant, especially when they occur month after month after month. Um, but for example, when we're talking about being a sustaining donor, if you were to give twenty five dollars a month on a credit card or out of your checking account. That'd be $300 a year, which would cover our streaming online. That's just one cost we have every month. It's, it's $280 to do streaming online. And you could, you could take that on as, as a responsibility and, and, um, and share your, your good fortune with the station and keep us on, online so that those listeners who can't listen locally can certainly do so online. So, a good way to do that, 972-647-1893. And um, before the break, we were talking about elections. Let's talk about the results of elections, uh, what the legislature is doing. (laughs) Um, The Texas legislature. Texas legislature. Now, one of the things that uh, we're worried about are all of these um, bills that are anti-trans there's sports bills, there's anti-drag queen bills, there's um, just one thing after another that they're throwing at the trans and gender non-conforming community. Well, and Dan Patrick, is his, in his role as lieutenant governor, who actually has more power than the governor does, has the authority to give his 30, top 30 priorities, whatever he considers those to be, a low-numbered bill in the Senate and low number bills get considered. High number bills usually do not. They run out of time to go through committee, they run out of time for hearings and calendars and all that. But low number bills get through and starting with 
number 12, Senate Bill number 12. It just starts getting heinous for our community. Uh, here are some of them. Banning children's exposure to drag shows. Uh, protecting children from obscene books and libraries. Well, who determines that? Uh, things like The Diary of Anne Frank would be considered one of those obscene books. Right. Uh, the Color Purple. Ending child gender modification. That's Bill number 14. Bill number 15. Okay. Ch child gender modification doesn't happen. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm almost in favor of that one passing. No, you're not. Mm. Number 15 is protecting women's college sports. You're not, David. Because <laughs> even if they call it something different, what they mean is stopping gender-affirming either surgery or hormones. Right. Um, well, mostly what kids get is counseling, and it would probably stop counseling also. Uh, 15 is protecting women's college sports. Fine. Pro 16, banning critical race theory in higher education. Okay, it's not there. Uh, then 17 is banning discriminatory diversity, equity, and inclusion policies in higher education. That could be catastrophic. Yeah. Because that's the last line of defense for a lot of these kids who get bullied, who get, you know, who need counseling because of getting bullied or who need counseling because they're, they're, uh, considering transitioning. So, yeah, the DEI stuff is big. Um, 19 is equally as big, uh, or 18, eliminating tenure at general academic institutions. I mean, tenure is what protects a lot of teachers who are helping a lot of these kids. Um, and then from there, it's just more heinous stuff, but those are the ones primarily aimed at our community. Well, except for this one, removing ju judges who refuse to follow Texas law. So any judge that actually grants, um, I mean, if they make it a law that grants an adoption by a same-gendered same couple, you know, they can go after them if, that, if that's against the Texas adoption laws. And it's cer certainly looking like they're going to go for that again you know, modifying who can adopt and who can't and who can be foster parents and who can't. So What's most likely to pass is something that has to do with sports. Well, because Texas, but yeah. Um, I mean, now, the Morning News ran an editorial this morning that was called <coughs> Abbott is Right to Have Concerns About Trans Kids in Sports. What? Abbott is Right. Um, Who wrote that? Uh, I don't remember. Is it a? It's an. Uh, it's is it the unsigned. editorial board? It, I, I believe it was. Okay. Um, they make a number of points. One of them is fairness for athletes are at stake. Because it's a big problem, I guess, with with trans trans women, especially they're going after. So you said, well, okay, on the the trans women's in, in sports but or protect women in college sports but i would say that's that's dangerous too mm -hmm. that's that's not right that's none of this is right it's it's messed it, the whole thing's messed up they're going after gr girls boys who transition and and then we compete among other girls and they're not even talking about um girls who transition to to Boys. No, they're not talking about that at all. No. And I find it so, I belong to a couple of uh, sports groups, and I'm constantly seeing around the nation that cisgender girls are so remarkable in some areas, i.e. football, and they highlight that, and they are playing on the boys' team. 
Why isn't that an issue? Yeah, why isn't that an issue? Like, I went to my nephew's game a couple of years ago, and he was in junior high, and there was a girl playing. Cisgender girl. I mean, it's great. I don't have any issue with it, but why, why is that not an issue? And nobody talks nobody about it. Nobody talks that. about it. No, it's celebrated. And, and her safety. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, that's, that's, it's just, that's, it's, um, it's hypocritical. It is. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. That's really, really messed you up. You know, I didn't even think that protecting women's sports would go there, but y'all are right. That's exactly what they mean. I just thought it meant, you know, protecting Title IX, which would be way too altruistic for that jerk. So, yeah, no, no you're right. You're right. I bet they do mean allowing yeah. transgender women. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so th- there's lots to fight this, this legislature. It's just, uh, there's always been a lot to fight, but it's just so brazenly hateful and discriminatory this time. You know, I don't know that it's any, I don't know that it's any more use my word I don't know that it's any worse than it has been in past it's it's just gotten more volume and more chance of things passing which is scary so you know our our traditional defenses are not working anymore because they're proud of who they are now instead of being ashamed of who they were you know so when I well, talk to Julie down at the legislature she uh, b- believes that something is going to pass she just wasn't sure which direction they're going uh, last time they passed something that made no changes at all because it was already law. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's hoping for some similar non, non-law law well, passing. This, this whole idea that, you know, they're going to go after drag queens, you know, in some states it would make it um, illegal for... A person to dress in drag, say, during a pride parade. They could be arrested by the police. Mm -hmm. Um, This has just become um, amazingly um, targeted, um, specifically for anyone who doesn't conform to um, a, a white Christian, Christianist, you know, view of the world. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's scary to me that it's going to become even more um, literally fascist. And I mean, like, I want to ask these people and the people who support them and the people who vote for them, what do you think woke means? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, well, they're do using you really it, understand what it is. They're using it like they used to use liberal. You know, it's like. So, yeah, I am. You know, I am woke. I am liberal. I am this. I am that. But it's such a spit word for them. You know, they're just, oh, you're just so woke. You know, somebody called having different uh, flesh tone colored band-aids the other day in different shades. You know, oh, band-aids has gone woke. Well, no, band-aids is, (laughs) (laughs) you know, imagine having a band-aid trigger you. You know, so it's just. It's just the spit word for anything that they just think is just over the line. You know, why can't we just have, you know, Caucasian colored band-aids? <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, because the majority of people in the U.S. are not Caucasian. So it's it's that hateful buzzword stuff, This like, like the CRT stuff. I mean, critical race theory, for God's sakes, it's not taught in high schools. It never has been. Never has been. You know, so, I mean, if that passes, fine. You know, ban it from high schools. Good job. <laughs> you know, you know, there's your there's your symbolic gesture for this legislature. But 
don't. Well, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the whole what they're doing with the APM African American Studies. Yeah. Thing, and I'm, I'm glad the college board has pushed back. Yeah. Well, finally, they're actually getting some protest in Florida um, because of it. it, it they're finally make, they're getting some pushback from the people. Finally. And, you know, I think what it is is when, when he said, well, you know, to get rid of this one thing, we have to get rid of all of the AP courses. And parents look at that and see what their children's futures are. And AP courses make a difference in mm-hmm. the education and, mm-hmm. and where they can get into college and get into college with an education being funded. Right. People get, and kids get scholarships when they do well on AP courses. And if they're not offered anywhere in Florida, you can, you can guess that people of Florida, the young people coming up in Florida, are not going to be competitive with anybody if well, the rest of the country is doing AP courses. AP courses, courses actually depending on how many you take, can actually cut down how much time you spend in college. Exactly. exactly. I, did, I, did, I didn't do my whole freshman year at Baylor because of AP courses. See, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to start pushing back with, you know, all of these protecting children bills, you know, protecting them from seeing drag queens because they might turn gay or protecting them from CRT because they might think that, you know, make, make them feel guilty or something. And I'm like, how bad is your parenting? <laughs> that you're relying on schools and and legislation to do what you should do as a parent. And you know what? As a kid, I never saw a drag queen. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Milton did you watch? Did you watch any TV? Yeah, yeah. Bugs you Bunny. You saw drag queens. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, maybe. Flip yeah. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Flip Wilson? Milton Berle. Well, I've Milton Berle. Um, um, did you see? Uh, Some uh, like t- it hot. Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. He had a, hit a whole show. I on was it. already out by then. Okay. Or uh, uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Thank you. Tootsie. I was already out by then. Okay. okay. Yeah. So anyway, he's as old as they are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, but the point is, the point is, is you say you're against you say you're against big government and the nanny state. Well, fine. Prove it. Do some parenting at home and quit relying on institutions to be the parent for you. You know, if you don't like drag shows, don't take them to a drag show. But mm-hmm. see. <laughs> Oh, my God. My, and, head, my head explodes on this topic. I know. And in the news, there was like a lineup of, what, 14 white pastors that just got arrested for child pornography. Yeah. Not a drag yeah. queen among them. Yeah. <laughs> so, that we know of. That we know of. True. Good point. <laughs> for, you know, first of all, this is just it, these are just flat out lies. I can't tell you how many drag shows I've been to in my life. My cousin used to perform at the Rose Room back in the 90s, so I was there with him every Sunday. I've seen enough drag queens to last two lifetimes. Right. I've never seen a child in an audience. So kids don't go to drag shows. What they do see, they might see a drag queen at an event Mm -hmm. out in public. They're not doing anything that's against the law. They might see a drag queen at... Um, a library book reading. Mm-hmm. I've taken my child to one. They are dressed from head to toe and reading the same books that everybody else reads. Oh, well, that'll stop. So, yeah, it's like wait, they, they are making things up. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, we used to talk about the old ick factor, that they were allowed to, to write legislation against the LGBTQ community because it made them feel icky. Well, now they're doing it to protect their kids from feeling icky or not even that, to make them from feeling icky about their kids. It's like, really, how bad is your parenting? That's yeah. going to be my answer from now on. How bad is your parenting? 
you know. Well, and, and this this whole thing applies to the queer community too, and their attitude towards the queer community. They see um, not the goodness in people. Um, but they think that their kids are going to identify with the worst people possible at every turn. They think that their kids, I think because they do, they do themselves identify with the slave owners and not the abolitionists. Yeah. yeah. It's because they themselves identify with the white racists and not the anti-racist uh, factions in this country. Um, and they think that their their kids, of course, are going to believe like they do. Right. And so they need to protect their kids from feeling bad about being racist. And that's what this is about. They don't want they don't want their kid to feel bad about bashing gays. They don't want their kid to feel bad about, um, you know, that grandma probably was screaming at that little girl when she was going up into that school by herself. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, right. It's it's the boys will be boys culture of, you know, we're we're the superior race class whatever era you want to put that on. How dare you be anything different? You know, how dare you be anything different? And boys will be boys. That woman deserved to be raped because of what she was wearing. You know, that kid deserved to be beat up because did you see how sissy he was? You know, I mean it. it it's the victims deserving their punishment because mm -hmm. we need to feel better than you. So, and it always comes out in the Texas legislature, and it's got no morality behind it. It's got no religion behind it. It's got no anything but quick, fast points for people who want to be bullies. We are out of time. Awesome. That was fast. I'm playing your song. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah, Ico Ico. Again, it's Mardi Gras, and this is my favorite day of Mardi Gras. It's the day in Demian and Bacchus roll, and it was always a, a fun time to be there. So this is Ico Ico by the Dixie Cups. Do you find that one? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Play it. Which one? I'll tell you.